Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of the Championship Roundtable podcast. You can find the show at Championship Pod on Twitter. I'm Louis Shackshaft. Uh, what we're going to do is go straight to Jake Jackman, who's going to talk through his big wins and surprises from the most recent games. Yeah, so it's a quite a good uh, weekend of football once again, as it always is. Um, I think one of the biggest wins for me, uh, I think we both tipped it on the uh, pre- preview uh, preview last week, was uh, Bardsley to beat Middlesbrough. Yep, Huge, we did that one. Um, we spoke about how they they've you know slipped up in these games a lot recently, um, but they managed to get the win at the weekend, and it was it was an important one. They're probably the better team. Uh, if you look at look at the stats and if you look at the highlights packages and things like that, it does seem like they were the the better team on the day, um, and it was important for them to back up that win over Fulham with a win in a game where they perhaps um, would be fancy to win, and they've done that. And it's managed to move them off the bottom of the table, so that was crucial. Um, they're still five points off survival, but you think that they're starting to to click there, and no team is going to want to go go and face them at the moment, and, and that can only be good for them. They're also dragging Middlesbrough back into it a little bit as well, which is crucial. If they'd have lost, you know, we probably would have written them off again. So I thought it was a big one that they managed to win there. Um, yeah, Middlesbrough once again in trouble, and and with Wigan winning as well. Um, which I'll move on to is is another big win. I thought Millwall um, have been really good recently under Gary Rowett. I thought they they were going to go there and win, but Wigan managed to get the job done. And I think that they're going to have to rely on their home form and especially picking up wins at home. If you look at their away form since they got back in this this division, it's been awful. They haven't won. They've only managed to win three of their last 38 away matches in the championship so you know they're not going to get too many points on the road they might get the odd point here and there but they're not going to win many so it's crucial that they win the games at home and this was a winnable fixture for them and they managed to do it um it was quite an even game even um Millwall had their chance as well they've either one of them could have won it but Wigan managed to get the the job done and they got managed to keep a clean sheet and that'll be a big big thing for them going forwards because they have been conceding uh, a few goals this year, so it's important that they managed to, to get some sort of form back, and it was a, a big win, um, pulling them closer to survival. Three wins in their last six now, so they are picking up some form, but Luton have got three wins in their last six as well, and obviously Barnsley have got two wins in their last two, so the, the, the teams at the bottom are really put, trying to get back in there, and, and they seem to be relishing their role as the chasers rather than the, the chased, and it, it, it shaped up to a really entertaining finish to the season at the bottom of the table. Um, so they're the two standout big wins for me. Um, I'll let you touch on any that, that perhaps have a, a bigger say on what's going on at the top of the table. Well, to be honest, Jake, all mine are from the bottom of the table as well. I know you've picked out two there, but my other big wins 
again, right at the foot of the table. So the other one for me would be Charlton's 3-1 win over Luton, uh, which we again we previewed last week and we said this essentially is a six-pointer. We both predicted a Charlton win, I believe, as well. Um, and that moves them quite firmly above the playoffs now with a five-point gap from Wigan. So that was a huge win. But then you've mentioned already that Luton, yeah, with, with them losing that, their six points adrift off Huddersfield, they really needed to take something from that game. So, uh, yes, massive win for Charlton for me in that one. And, and a game like that and, and a result like that might, you know, it could be the difference between staying up or not for Charlton this season. And then the other one, again, another team at the bottom who are doing well and picking up points is Stoke move themselves further adrift from the... Uh, bottom three, having beat Cardiff City 2-0. I think that was a very good result, particularly how Cardiff have been on a great run of form um, since Harris came in and took charge. And they are currently sat 10th. So to, you know, Stoke keeping a clean sheet. And we've said, haven't we, this last four or five weeks, how Stoke are slowly but surely picking up these points. And you know, even though they are 19th now, it really does look like they could even finish around halfway if they keep keep up this momentum. They've now got three wins in their last six. Um, so, yeah, all the big wins for me at the bottom of the table because there were plenty of fixtures down there. What could have a, you know, real foothold in how the remainder of the season pans out. But, yeah, to touch at the top, we both know that, you know, West Brom's 3-0 away win at Bristol City was also huge. Uh, They're back to winning ways now, having won four of the last five. So, yeah, sat first in the table. And then, you know, Leeds United again managed to get back-to-back wins with their 1-0 victory uh, against Reading. So, again, big wins at the top of the table. And, you know, with Fulham slipping up as such you could say that was a massive win for both West Brom and Leeds and keeping them well five point gap now between second and third so uh, yeah let's move on to players of the week Jake so uh, what's your thoughts on any players you'd like to pick out yeah I've got I've got a couple I'm not gonna go on too long it's um two players that that scored braces this weekend so I'm going for the attackers Lyle Taylor um, we haven't spoken about him too much on the podcast this season, but he's having a really, really good uh, season at Charlton under the radar. He, his impact on the team when he's when he's playing is is so big. You know, he, he's got he's such a, a natural goal scorer. He's, he, it's the first season at this level, uh, and he's got a really good return. Eleven goals from nineteen matches. Only played one thousand three hundred thirty-four minutes, so he's up there in the goals per minute ratio. I think he's the best in that category with more than 11 goals uh with more than 10 goals so showing that he is um just so so important to Cholton when he is on the pitch obviously there was a there's a period of him out of the team but he's now come back in got two goals against Luton um got the winning goal a few weeks ago against Nottingham Forest got a winner as well against Barnsley so he's just he's playing so well um yeah and it's getting difficult to ignore his performances I think without him Cholton would really be struggling so if if he plays for the rest of the season and it, he's on the pitch and he it doesn't have any more periods out of the team I think Cholton will be fine and he, he'll he finish the season probably I'd say he's on 11 goals now I'd be surprised if he doesn't reach 15 20 might be a little bit too far but 
not beyond the realm of possibility. But yeah, I think he's going to get mm. 15 goals. And I think next season there'll be teams nearer the top of the division that will be looking at him because he's, he's, he's proven at this level now. And Cholton are a team that don't really keep hold to on to uh, keep hold of players very well. So he's definitely one that might be be snapped up by a promotion chasing team next season. Um, yeah, well, I, well, I think he's actually out of contract at the end of this season. Exactly. So, yeah, so it's, I, I can't believe that they haven't renewed his contract as yet um, because like you said there'll, there'll be many clubs snipping around him particularly with his his goal ratio this season so yeah certainly Lyle Taylor uh, for one of the players of the week this week uh, yes and the other one I have is Adam Armstrong mm-hmm. uh, I saw bits of the game on Saturday early kickoff Brentford Blackburn it's a really really good game to be honest um, as they often are when they involve Brentford Um Blackburn went into a 2-0 lead. Armstrong getting both both goals, one from the penalty spot. I uh, thought the first was a really good movement from him to get in behind off the uh, long ball from the keeper. It was quite route one. You wouldn't expect a, a player of Armstrong's size to be getting these route one goals, but it, it was a good movement from him, a good finish. And he, he continues to, to perform really well in this Blackburn team. And, and Although they'll be a little bit disappointed that they didn't manage to uh, get the three points. To get a point away to Brentford is huge for them. Um, And it maintains their recent good record. Um, Seven points from their last nine available. They've got a good goal difference, plus ten. So, you know, if the the race for those playoffs is so tight, it's crucial to have that good goal difference. They do have it. And they'll be looking at these midweek games with um, Preston having a difficult game away to West Brom um, Nottingham Forest also away from home against Cardiff another team that's pushing for the playoffs there'll be there's a real opportunity for, for Blackburn to make ground um, this midweek so I think that they're definitely ones to watch for the playoffs and I think Armstrong's a big big reason for that he's seems to be his breakout year at this level he's got 11 goals um, 6 mm. assists very versatile um, scores some really good goals as well um, and yeah I just think he's He's definitely one that has got a future at a higher level uh, and he, he could have a big say on what happens over the rest of the season. If Blackburn do get into those playoffs, he's definitely the, the danger man in that team. Yeah, definitely. I think I'd pick Adam Armstrong as my player of the week, to be honest. And I know you've touched on him, but it was just interesting that we mentioned him last week as well and you were saying how he was excelling at the minute and doing so well and then obviously managed to get that brace. But yeah, a couple more players I'd like to touch upon. Uh, another player with a brace this weekend was uh, Robson Carnu in their 3-0 win against Bristol City. Um, it's not often that he you know, tends to get on the score sheet as much as he used to for West Brom. I know coming off the bench, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I thought he was, he played with full of confidence and, you know, worthy of his two goals. One was a tap-in, but his second goal was... It showed how confident he was at the minute, which was a fantastic finish when he probably could have squared it and that would still have scored. But to uh, slam the ball, the ball home from where he did was uh, he did really well there. And then another player um, I'd like to pick out was Lukas Jukovic, who scored a uh, great goal against Sheffield Wednesday and managed to get an assist. He's got 13 goals for the season now. Um, and again, a player where... You know, at this level, he's very good. He had a great partnership with Shea Adams, but again, he's proven this season that even on his own, he's still probably going to notch between 15 and 20 goals this season. And I think since Christmas, he scored 
the majority of goals. I think he scored seven in his last um, 12 or 13 appearances for Birmingham or something like that. But in the same game, Forestieri, he had a great game. He was very much back to his best and managed to get a, a goal and assist as well, um, even though he's fighting for a, a contract at the minute because he's another player who is uh, contracts up in the summer. Uh, but that takes us into the topics, Jake. So I want to ask you, and we ask this question every season. I remember it doing on the pod last year, where we ask, is the championship once again proving to be the most competitive league in Europe? What's your thoughts and feelings on that, given how the league's panning out again this year? Yeah, it's, it, it is always one of the most entertaining leagues. Um, and, you know... Cl- um, closest at the top of the table. There's always uh, battles for relegation and battles for promotion. I think the one disappointing thing about the championship this year um, is that if you look at the um, the top two teams, although they were pulled back a few weeks ago, they've now got that nice healthy gap again. West mm. Brom nine points um, between them and Fulham, and Leeds have got a five point gap. So the fact those two teams are probably uh, you know the outstanding two teams in this league takes away a little bit from that but when you look below that you've got from probably Fulham down to I'd say Millwall down 11 for all going for playoff spots um so that makes for a really good good end to the season in in that respect even Fulham in third are not secure in those playoffs and that's going to make for a really exciting finish to the season you've got the relegation fight picking up again Luton getting a couple of wins recently Barnsley now getting a couple of wins Wigan picking up points you know it's it's going to be a really entertaining end to the season and it is is one of the most entertaining leagues uh, in terms of what there is to play for um if you look across Europe this year there, there are a, a couple of leagues that are also showing some some signs of competitiveness in the top flight the Premier League maybe not that in in the title race but in the Bundesliga there's there's only six points separating first and fifth so you know that's quite mm-hmm. a, quite a close league and, and there's been a lot of good football in that division this year um and Serie A is picking up again, so I think I think there's it's a difficult one. It depends what you're into. I think that the championship is, is getting getting a lot better. Um, you know, there's always you know any team can can finish anywhere. If you'd have said at the start of the season that Blackburn would be competing for the playoffs, you might have thought that they they wouldn't have the the quality to do that. Stoke and Stoke and Huddersfield, two teams that some would have tipped for the playoffs, are down fighting at the bottom. So it is so close, and it, yeah. it, it is a really good league to follow. Um, one thing I would say that I thought was quite interesting that I've read this week was I think it was an article in the Athletic that talking about the the chasm between the Championship and League One now, and that's growing to the point where it's similar to the the, the Premier League and the Championship, which which was quite an interesting read. I thought that. That there's definitely a sign that the championship is leaving the leagues below behind. You know, if you look at Luton and Barnsley um, this season, they're struggling at the bottom of the table. Um, yeah. Charlton as well. They're, they're in 18th, but you'd probably say that, that that there's a few games where they've won that they perhaps shouldn't have done and that they're not performing um, so well. And, and it, those three teams are all struggling. So... I don't know if this is going to be a theme that continues with the teams coming up and not going to do as well. Um, There's a few big clubs in the champ- in League One, sorry, that would probably come up and, and do a good job, but you, you thought Cholton and would be that size of club and they're sort of struggling, they're still in a relegation fight. So, yeah, I think it's it's been a really good season for the Championship. I think that the, mm. the most entertaining part is probably that third to the 10 spots for me. I think they're the ones where the, where the real excitement is, but... 
Um, and I think that the relegation fight will, will heat up in the next few weeks. But yeah, there's a lot of teams that, that haven't, that I expected more from and we haven't seen. There's a few teams that, you know, don't really have much of an interest in for the rest of the season, just purely because of their league position and what they're performing. You'd probably say Reading and Hull are two of those clubs that they're not really doing a lot now. They're sort of just treading water, QPR maybe, although we've got that eye-catching win against Stoke a couple of weeks ago. Um, but those are always stories in the Championship. The Wayne Rooney stuff is, is, is interesting. Um Leeds being in the league always adds a, a lot of uh, media interest. So yeah, it's been a great league. Uh, it's much more entertaining than the Premier League and what you get on a week yeah. by week um, basis. But yeah, I, th- I think that there's a few signs that w- we might be seeing a little bit more inequality in the league, and I'm not sure if that's a good thing. Yeah, I get your point. Obviously, with all the money involved, it, that could become the case. Um... But for me, yes, it is is the most competitive league that I know of. I know you can go beyond Europe, but I, I just don't I don't know about them leagues well enough to talk about them. Um, but yeah, for me, the championship. I just simply like the fact that anybody can beat anybody uh, before the season starts. You know, you really could pick out. 12, 13 teams that could potentially go up. And it's still the case now, even after 34 games gone, you could say anyone between West Brom and, you know, you could go right down to Derby in 13, who are still in with a chance. Um, you know, it's, it is slim, but even even 10 points or 11 points at this stage with with 12 games to go, it's, you know, there's, the, the calculations are still there that it can be done. And, and, and obviously at the bottom, it's been great at the bottom of the league this season as well. I still couldn't 100% tell you who's going to go down. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Luton could be one of them. But in terms of Barnsley and Wigan that we touched upon, Huddersfield, Stoke, yeah, yeah Charlton, I'm, you know, it could be, could be any of those teams still. Um, and for that reason, yeah, th- this is why I love the championship. I think, you know, it's, there's always element of surprises every week. Um, always plenty of goals as well. You know, plenty of teams come into, into this division from League One and, and they just go at teams and play so much attacking football that it is great to watch. Like you say, it doesn't have the quality of the Premier League and it never will do. You know, it's that's the case of being a second tier division. But in terms of competitiveness, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, whereas in the Premier League as such, and you could say it happens in, you know, La Liga and, and uh, the Bundesliga, is that there's there's leagues within leagues in the top division. So obviously there's, there's the top two, um, Liverpool, Man City, and then you've got the four or five teams, you know, looking to get in the top six. And then you've got another seven or eight teams and then usually a bottom four. Whereas, whereas in the championship, it's, yeah, all, all season pretty much until it gets to around this stage is, is we always say, don't we, you can't look at the league table till Christmas. Um, I think that, you know, you can say that more so in the championship than you can the Premier League, that the Premier League tends to pan out after 10, 11 games, whereas in the championship it's, you know, 26, 27, 28 games where you can really get an indicator of where teams are going to finish. Uh, but then even, you know, form teams like we talk about who get in the playoffs like Aston Villa last season, they were still around 10th, 11th at this stage of the season and, and found that form and managed to go up via the playoffs. And, you know, and, and, and this season, even though they're near the foot of the table in the Premier League, have managed to get to a cup final. So it, it, it does show you that they are real quality sides in this division and it really is you know a fight week in week out against sides that are generally as 
as good as each other. So uh, yeah, fantastic league for me, and um, and one of the best in Europe, if not the world. So that takes us into our next topic, Jake. And I've got a few questions for you. Or the question is, should I say, if you had to make three bets based on the remainder of this season that you'll be almost certain of happening, um, what would they be? So do you want me to shout out the one I've got initially, just to get things rolling? Yeah, you go for yours, and I'll. Yeah, so first and foremost, this might seem very obvious, uh, but for me, undoubtedly the best team in the division is West Brom. And for me, that they are going to go up via automatic this season. I think that they've had their dip, uh, which we've seen in the past month where they didn't manage to win in about five or six games, plenty of draws in there. But, you know, having come out of that dip and now suddenly won, you know, five out of their last six games, uh, winning four of those. I really think that, yes, you know, with the players they brought in in January as well, Robinson, Grzycki, for me, yeah, if if someone gave me 50 quid and said, put a bet on a team going up this season, even though the odds would be slim, West Brom for me, 100% um, going up this season. Um, you probably agree, but I'd like to hear your next bet and then I'd go after you as well, Jake, again. All right, so I, if we're going almost certain, I'm not going to go for anything crazy like my Preston pick last year. I'll go for Sheffield Wednesday to finish in the bottom half of the table. Okay, yeah, that's probably almost guaranteed as well. And that's and I'm guessing that's without a points deduction as well. Yes, it? without one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, they're currently 12th, yeah. but I don't think you're yeah. going to get any higher. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I can't, you know, even being a Wednesday fan, say that, you know, Sheffield Wednesday, the form that we've been on, we have been so inconsistently, in, inconsistent all season, but then just, you know, poor at the minute. It, it was good to see actually them score three goals against Birmingham and put up a bit of fight, but at the same time, we've only come away with a point. So, you know, at this stage, I'd love to see Sheffield Wednesday even play poor, but get a win because we are just on a slippery slope at the minute. Um, and I don't, yeah, uh, you know, we shouldn't creep towards the bottom three or anything like that but yeah to, to to stake that as a bet jake yeah you'd, you'd probably be uh getting your money back on that one i believe uh, so my next bet would be um i'm gonna put it out there and i've said it all season that for me brentford are one of my favorite teams in this division you know away from sheffield wednesday you are support so i just you know ollie watkins ben rama these players i think are absolutely incredible um week in week out i enjoy watching them and watching their highlights and you know i could you could say that i'm being biased slightly because i've just got a thing for brentford being like uh um sh- should i say uh, not being a big club and obviously the their recruitment and the process that they've got within the club of bringing in great players i just yeah I- i've just got a soft spot for them. So my bet would be that if they don't go up via the automatics this season, they find themselves six points uh, behind Leeds United at present, is that they would get to the playoff final. I'm not going to say that they're going to win it because, you know, it's the playoff final's a lottery, but my bet this season is, um, you know, it's, it's not almost certain, but my bet would be that Brentford get to the playoff final and finish firmly in the playoffs this season as well. Uh, so, yeah, you again, Jake. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for a slightly riskier one uh, with my next one, but I think I'm going to go for Blackburn to finish in the playoffs. Okay. Of, of yeah. the, out of Nottingham Forest, Preston, Bristol City, Blackburn, Swansea, Cardiff, I think Blackburn are the best team out of those, so that I will be tipping Blackburn to get into the playoffs. 
Yeah, and if you were to put that bet on, actually, you might get decent odds at this stage. Mm. I know you said last week as well that you expected Blackburn to get into the top six this season. You just didn't know whether they'd managed to stay there after 46 games. Uh, but again, yeah, it'd be interesting to see the odds on that. Uh, something that I will look out for. My final bet would be, and I've changed this actually while we've been discussing this. I've said all season, 110%, that Wigan Athletic would go down. But for whatever reason, they just at the minute seem to be proving me wrong they've only lost one game in six so I've changed it uh, from Wigan to Luton so my bet would be that this season now given the fact that they just lost to Charlton 3-1 away and they find themselves six points adrift off Huddersfield I think even though six points doesn't sound a lot with a side in Luton who've only won nine all season and conceded 69 goals, I think it's just too far adrift. So my almost certain bet would be that Luton Town get relegated this season. Yeah, and I think that my next one um, is that... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Difficult. I'm going to go for Stoke to stay up. I think there's still only three points in it, but they're not going to go down, are they? They've been much improved under Michael O'Neill. Still in somewhat of a false position, because if you'd have... You know, if you have a league table from the managerial change, they'd be a lot higher up, probably in the top half. So, yeah, mm-hmm. they, they will be staying up. Would you push to say Stoke to finish in the top half? What are your thoughts on that one? <laughs> I don't think I no no I'm no Not I think quite. I think there's too many points there. Um, okay. Too many points, especially with the improvement that Birmingham and Derby are showing. Um, yeah, I don't think they will, but I think they're going to finish higher than fifteenth. Definitely. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Some interesting thoughts there. I like doing that, Jake. So uh, that's something we can consider for the future um, and doing that again. But that takes us into thoughts and feelings. So, yeah, go ahead with a team of your choice. Any reason you'd like to pick them out in for, you know, in particular? Yeah, I think I'm going to go for Birmingham here. Um, really thought they were going to struggle this year. Um, just went for a stage 
the start of the season, just always tipping against them. Didn't think that Pep Clotet was going to be a, a good appointment. I thought that um, they'd made, made a mistake by letting Gary Monk go. I thought I couldn't see where where it was going, really. Um, but they, they've been really good recently. Um, and I thought they were... They were I thought I expect them to beat Sheffield Wednesday as everybody seems to have been doing recently, but they didn't manage to mm. do so. Um, but even so, they managed to, to fight back, get a point there. Um, and they're showing some really good attacking signs that they previously haven't had. Um, I think if you, you know, obviously Che Adams left last um, summer, but if you look at uh, Djukovic, again, just showing how consistent he is in this division, um, 13 goals, he's won that that other clubs will probably look at now. I think he's he's proven once again at this level that he, he's so consistent. Thirteen goal three assists, very good. Um probably one of the signings of the January window in Scott Hogan. Four goals in five games. Looks to be back yeah. to his best. He's obviously uh flew onto the scene at Brentford, has had spells at Villa, various other loan spells. Never really quite clicked for him, but it seems to be going well for him at uh, Birmingham and, and I'm hoping that, that um this continues for him. Um I think that Gary Gardner has been very good in recent weeks. I think that he's he's really thriving in that midfield too. I think he he's coming into his best form. I think Jude Bellingham is obviously one of the most exciting players in the world right now, not even in this league. He's so exciting to watch and just how consistent he is, the attacking threat he shows, his, his defensive qualities as well. He's not going to be at Birmingham City next season, and if he is, he's not he's not going to be a, a a permanent Birmingham City player. He he's He's definitely going to go to a in a big money transfer this summer. Hopefully, they'll get him back on loan so he can continue playing. Um, as we've seen what's happened to Ryan Sesney on this season, but yeah, he, he's been excellent. Um, and I think Clark Salter as well is he, he's he's coming in. and He's really improved the back, the the defence, and, and and seems to be um, fulfilling his potential. Um, despite the, the three goals to see at the weekend, but yeah, I'm really I'm really optimistic about what Birmingham is showing. I think they're going to finish the season strongly. Um, I just think they've got a really good blend of players there. I think they seem to have found a, a team that works. I think the biggest weakness in that team, uh, Lee Camp, I've never really rated him as a goalie, to be honest. <laughs> I think he's quite quite a big weakness. But aside from that, they've got a really exciting team. Um, I think that, that yeah, Djukovic, and, and Hogan looks to be a front two that could cause real problems for any team in this division. You know, you've got that, that target man and that, that smaller striker that makes runs. It's very much a throwback yep. to, mm. to to former days. But yeah, I think that I've been impressed with Clotet. I think he's, after what he did at Oxford as a number one, he wasn't very good there in the, the lower divisions. I thought that coming, it, it was brave for Birmingham to give him the job, but he, he's, he's run with it. He's, he's changed the style. I think they're a lot more entertaining to watch now than they were under Gary Monk. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I think that yeah, they're gonna if they avoid an, another deduction. I know they've got still got FFP stuff rumbling on. I think they could finish the season in the top half, and I think that that would be a, a represent a really good season for them uh, and give them something to uh, push on from. Um, so yeah, it's, it's exciting for Birmingham. Although though that's always asterisked with with the financial stuff and yeah, and yeah. the potential for what could go wrong there. But yeah, I think they've had a, a really good last couple of months. I think they. They they was maybe a, a threat of them being dragged in before, but no, they they've pulled clear of that. Can't see them getting pulled into the bottom, and, and I think they'll they'll finish higher than they currently are. So yeah, it's, it's been a, a good couple of months for them, and yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Yeah, they're definitely one of the form teams in the division. I think it's eight games unbeaten now. So- 
So, yeah, you've got to, at this stage when it can be difficult, particularly in the bottom half, uh, you've got to give him credit for that. So, uh, yeah, and I, I agree with you in the fact that I think Hogan and Jukovic will make a great uh, front two pairing if, um, if obviously they continue playing up front together. Um, but my thoughts and feelings, I'm going to discuss for the same reason that I did last week. I touched on Middlesbrough. Is Huddersfield Town. Um, I kept saying, didn't I, Middlesbrough and Huddersfield both need to start looking off over the shoulder when we're worrying. Well, again, I'm, the reason I'm going to touch on Huddersfield is because Danny Cowley came in, didn't he? Um, the, the old reason that he came in was to, you know, survive this season and, and progress. And, and, you know, that has got to be the main aim still for the remainder of the season. Then, you know, he's got the summer and, and, and take Huddersfield on from there. But, it's got to the point now where, you know, two points off Wigan, who was sat in 22nd, I, I, I do fear for Huddersfield a little bit, um, thinking that, you know, it really could go down to the wire this. And if they have just an element of bad luck that, yeah, you know, they, they could end up in League One. And, and, you know, where do you go from there? Because we've seen teams most recently go down to that division and really struggle. Uh, and not come straight back up. So, yeah, Huddersfield Town for me and Danny Cowley, yeah, really need to pull the finger out now. It's it's time to, in many ways, do what Stoke have done. I know they're only one point ahead of them, but Stoke, for me, are going to continue climbing that table slowly and, and, like you say, maybe finish 15th, 16th. Huddersfield, I'm not so sure about. I've real, still got real doubts about them. I know... They've slowly started to pick up points. They've got two wins in the last six. But the worry is that Luton, Barnsley, Wigan have been performing better in this last three, four weeks. So they've, you know, the the gaps got even closer. Um, So, yeah, Huddersfield Town, I don't know where they'd be this season without Carl and Grant, who's managed to score 13 goals. Um, Or I could say, yeah, I do. They'd they'd be in the bottom three. Um, And and for me, yeah, it's, it's... not going to be good for Danny Cowley if they were relegated this season um, because he could end up and Huddersfield could end up in in that division for a a long time. So, yeah, they just need to, instead of keep looking over the shoulder, like I keep saying, it's it's time to to get some points on the board, whatever they can do, um, even if it means not, you know, playing fantastic football it just it's, it's the result what matters and getting that ball over the line so it, it really needs to happen now for them um but yeah that'll take us into previews and predictions jake so all these fixtures three key fixtures all saturday at 3 p.m uh, starting near the top of the table so it's fulham versus preston what's your prediction for this it's gonna be a really really good game um it's gonna tell us a lot about both teams i think um I'm still not certain about Fulham. Still not certain about Preston. Um, both seem to be quite inconsistent, although Preston's recent record is probably slightly better with four, uh, three wins in the last four. They've got West Brom to play this evening as we record, so that could quickly um, that could quickly change. Um, but yeah, I think I think you've got to be looking at, at Fulham as the winners here. Mm-hmm. I think they've just got the better players. I think Preston away from home always always strike me as slightly dodgy. Never quite trust them away from home. Um, See, so yeah, I think I'm going to go for Fulham. I think they're going to get get back to winning ways at home. So yeah, make I'm going to go for Fulham two 0 Yeah, I'm going to go two one Fulham. I'm simply backing Fulham because I generally back Fulham at home in this division. We know they can turn it on. 
um, not many teams would go to Craven Cottage and, and get a win. And even Preston, who were a great team in this division, you know, we know how well they play under Alex Neal and deservedly, deservedly in the playoff hunt at the minute. Um, but I just think, yeah, Fulham will have too much for them on the day. So, yeah, 2-1 to me uh, for that one. Uh then at the foot of the table, another big one. You could say a, a six-pointer in many ways, uh, but it's Luton versus Stoke. What's your prediction for this? Oh, I think this is a must-win game for Luton if they are to get out of it. They've got Brentford in the week, so if we're if we're taking predictions on that one before it's happened, you'd probably expect them not to get anything from that. Mm. It's huge that they get some from this against Stoke. Um, Stoke, a team that, that they've got to keep close to them, even if we don't think Stoke are going to go down. We've got to... We've got to think that, that the teams in the bottom three are hoping that they will. So this is a huge game. I think Luton have got some quality in attack. They're not so bad defensively anymore. Um, although they conceded three against Cholton. They kept back-to-back clean sheets before that. Stoker, a dodgy one, really. You think that they found their form and then they go and lose. Um be really interesting. I think I'm going to tip Stoker to win. I'm going to go 2-1 Stoke, but... Yeah, if, if Luton ended up winning, I don't think it would shock me <laughs> in the way that that it should really. Yeah, it's uh, it's a difficult one to predict this because I was swaying towards Stoke, but then I've decided to go with a one-one draw. Um, I think Luton, something about Luton at home. I know that they can score goals and play play really good football. So, yeah, I was edging towards Stoke, but. One ward would keep us guessing for the remainder of the season again who's going to go down. And, and if Luton were to get the win, then it'd open up that mix again completely. So, yeah, it would be very interesting if they got the victory. But, yeah, for, for me, I'll, I'll, you know, with Stoke being on a decent run of form lately, I'm, I'm going to go 1 1 in that one. Uh, and then top versus near the bottom would be uh, West Brook. Brom versus Wigan. Um, I know it's probably obvious to predict a West Brom win, but in this one, it's still a big game for both sides. So what's your prediction for this? Yeah, as I mentioned earlier when we spoke about Wigan, they haven't won 35 of their last 38 away games. So three wins out of 38, they're not going to go to West Brom and win. They're not even going to go there and get anything from it. It's a West Brom win. Um, Wigan's home form is going to be the one that decides whether they stay up or not. Um, Mm -hmm. They can take maximum points at home but yeah they're not winning at West Brom I'm going to go 3-0 West Brom it's not even going to be close yeah I've got to agree with you on that one I've gone 2-0 uh, to West Brom I don't even see Wigan probably scoring I just think yeah West Brom are just too going to be too strong for them and I agree with you in the fact that Wigan are going to survive only on their home form uh, which we've talked about previously uh, but with that Jake we're out of time so if you'd like to let our listeners know where they can find you um, now will be a good time yeah, you can get me on Twitter at JakeJack with two N's. I work for EPL Index and various other sites that I'll post about on my Twitter if you follow me there. Also appear on the Premier League show to so give that one a listen. And yeah, just cheers for listening. Yeah, thanks, Jake. Uh, I've been your host at Louis Shackshaft, but more importantly, remember to follow the show at Championship Pod, where we upload each show and keep that on our pin tweet. Uh, we want to thank you all for listening and we will catch you next time. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.